um, things going on. Tonight's Drew's last night with us, and we're going to be praying over him at the end. He's going to New York City for the summer, and he's going to be working in a church plant there, so we're going to pray over him. Um, Matt's uh, transitioning into a new season, so Nicole has an announcement about that. She's going to stand up and she's going to say it. So after Firehouse, if you're interested in that, you'll, you can get um, address from Nicole to put in your GPS. And so, anybody else have an announcement? I do. Yes, Mom. We have a <laughs> We have a few people that I know of that have taken the next step, transitioning out of high school. Yes. He's making fun of me. No, Booker's laughing about something. <laughs> transitioning out of high school and transitioning out of college. Now, Emily Hamby has graduated from high school. She's here tonight. <laughs> Emma Robertson, who, who is usually here and helps Corral, our young ones, she's graduated from high school, moving mm -hmm. on to, into a new phase. And then we have a few college graduates. Drew is not only going to New York, but he has graduated. graduated from college and then graduated into marriage. <laughs> so, to all of them. Stacy's back here. Tristan. 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 Right here. Right here, baby. Yeah, amen. I think it'd be cool, and you know, if this is the first time you've ever stepped in here, you know that we're that we don't usually follow a norm. We don't, you know, there's not an order that's prescribed. Uh, everything and all that we are about in this room when we get together is Jesus, and that's it, Jesus. And so we stay focused on Him. But I, and the thing that we have done for the past five years is that we we do really. Um, Try to help you own your faith. And the ways that we do that seem unorthodox at times. Uh, it makes you feel extremely awkward. And I love that. Because we believe wholeheartedly that if you'll say the name of Jesus in here, the chances are that you will say it out there. And what we are finding a lot is that people even have a fear of praying with one another in the friendliest of friendliest confines here. Wherever you gather with brothers and sisters, hopefully it feels like a living room to you. I said that earlier to Eddie. We really believe we want that to be the case. And the only way that we can do that is that we allow ourselves. The only one I have control over is me. And so I have to start to let me go. Right? And so you're doing that beautifully. And so... I've set all of that up to say that 
some folks that are in college currently that I don't know, there may be just one or two, maybe you. Yeah, yeah there's a lot on the road right now. Uh, in Riley, Aubrey. I, I'm not, you don't have to, but I would like, Allie, will you do it? Will you, will you pray over these graduates? Sure. All right. All right. So I'm probably going to get throat punched at Firehouse later. <laughs> Are there high school graduates, college graduates? All of the above. Okay. Dear Jesus, um, I just thank you for this day, and I thank you um, for allowing us all to be here in your presence, Lord. Um, I just pray for um, the high school graduates and the college graduates, Lord, um, that just graduated and are moving on in the next season of life, Lord. Um, I pray that they're reminded that you're constantly with them, and it's not going to be an easy journey um, going into the first year or whatever, but um, I pray that you're, they're constantly reminded that you're with them, and that they're not alone, Lord, and I pray that... Um, they chase you in this season, and they don't lose sight of what you have planned for them, Lord. Um, I just pray for safe journeys and um, for their eyes, hearts, and ears to be open to what you have in store. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Yes. Thanks, Mom. All right, I'm not going to get everybody back up. Um, I hope I won't get throat punched on this. I've got one more that, that's pretty cool. That just kind of gives you the heartbeat of who you're hanging out with. And that... We've always said that, man, for us to make Jesus famous, He has to be famous for me first. I can't, there's no way in the world I can try to make Him famous anywhere I go unless He's famous for me. And I just, I love the fact that every once in a while, uh, more often than not, I get a phone call. And I get a phone call from a guy on the other end, and, and he's telling me that he loves this guy named Jesus. Or this first thing is that he wants to get baptized. And I say, well, why do you want to do that? And, he said, well, because I love Him. I, I love Jesus. I know that He has died to save me. Is there anything else to add to that? Is that not the Gospel? Is that not the tremendous news of Jesus, death, burial, and resurrection, and yet we as a people try to add all this stuff on? How do you know He loves you? Well, there's an empty tomb that screams it. That's all we need to know. <laughs> That's all you have to know. And therefore you are cut loose with this dunamis power. But it takes believing. So I got that phone call last night from Lausanne. He's with us. And here's the cooler piece of it. You see, because we believe here that whoever's living life with you that has walked life with you or they're watching you from afar. Now you probably don't have any idea if people are watching you at the time. But they're watching, and they're drinking you in, and they see someone different flowing from you. It's not something, gang. It's someone that's flowing through you that is magnificent. And for Zane, I said, buddy, who do you want to put you in the water? My sister. Probably conversations his mom and daddy have no idea they've had behind closed doors. And the fruit of it will be coming in when his sister puts him in and brings him back up. And that's just the start of his journey, gang. That's just the start. And so look around. Hey, Zane, look around real quick. Right here, Zane, raise your head. He's probably going to throat punch me too. That's all right. He's ours. 
Do you understand the magnitude of what's happening within us? That we get the opportunity to do what we're about to talk about here and show how they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. What would be the first thing you would tell Zane to go be about? What would it be? You get that opportunity. Isn't that beautiful? (laughs) And if it scares you any at all, praise God because that's your starting point. That's where you can say, Lord, teach me to teach others. Remember the promise He said, I will lead you into all truth. The Spirit of Christ within us leads us in all truth. And so when we're at that place of I don't know, yeah, sure we can seek counsel from other persons, but guess who trumps everyone in this room? Jesus. What's He telling you to do? Just real quick, I mean, because see, a lot of times He's going to tell you to do things and be about things that are so radically crazy that the world, your family, your brothers and sisters, people in this room will look at you and go, you're nuts. He's not telling you. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are, Are you sure He's really telling you to go build a boat, Noah? Abraham, you're going where? Following who? Where are you going? Well, I don't know yet. How do you know where to go? He'll tell me. Can you, oh my gosh, can you imagine? And so, alright, so remember, if you've been in here, we've been pretending that we're the 120 that's in the room. So we're back here, and so here's what I want you to do real quick. You're the 120 that's been in the room, and you've been waiting, and if you've been traveling with us at all, you know that it was 10 days after Jesus in His ascension. He said, just wait. He didn't tell them how long you were going to have to wait. He said, just wait. And now we're at that 10th day. And so in between in those 10 days, you've been traveling. You just haven't been sitting the whole time. You've been out and about a little bit, fearful. But each time you would come in, can you imagine the joy that you would have each time that you came back into that room, that you came back into that safe place of people that you knew that have done the same thing as you are doing, and that's believing in this guy named Jesus Christ. And so, can you imagine the heartfelt warmth of when you got back into that room? Can you imagine how joyful it would be to go, man, I'm here. It's crazy out there. I know. I'm glad to be here too. Me too. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to look to the person to the right and say, welcome home. If there's no one there, pretend there's there. Yeah. Now, welcome home. Isn't that cool? Alright, now look to the left. Do it again. Look in front of you. Look behind you. Tell everyone around you, welcome home. Amen. So if you want to read along and, and, and drink along here with us, go ahead and open up your book or screen to Acts 2. That's where we've been hanging out. And, and so we've caught ourselves up. Deb has reminded us beautifully about dunamis. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Miracle performing power within us, gang. So I'm going to start in Acts 2 here. And the words that, Pete, that, uh, that you're going to hear, now you've got to remember, Peter has uh, received the Holy Spirit as well. 
And he's about to stand up and he's about to start doing what Peter does really well. Talk. <laughs> Peter's a talker. You know, he's not, he just blah. He's a, he's a word vomiter. And so, but not here, man. He's like, all right. And what you're about to see, Peter is bringing 800 years prior. You see, the words that he's about to vomit out on people, the ones that he's being empowered to say, were scribed through Joel 800 years earlier. 800 years. I can't remember a week ago. And this guy... So can you imagine the oral tradition for these words specifically 800 years earlier to get to Peter and to be embedded in his DNA? That when this time came, that he started out, and here's we go right here, it's in Acts 2, it's in verse 17. And he's saying, he's saying the words that God's saying through the prophet of Joel, and he's saying, in the last days, God says, who says? God says. I will pour out my spirit upon how many people? All. All. Amen. You're keeping up. Thank you. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, uh, will prophesy, will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Verse 18. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike. Verse 19. And I will cause wonders. Who's going to cause wonders? At eyes God, I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. Now, gang, keep in mind, Peter's talking to a people that probably roughly 16 different nations, regions, areas are represented here. Remember, it wasn't just, just a few minutes earlier that when everyone that uh, stood up we're able to connect with one another in a voice. you got to love it. Welcome home. Welcome home. They were able to speak each other's language. They were speaking languages that they'd never even spoken before. And so one thing that I think is kind of neat to try to, to understand, what was the language Peter was speaking? We don't know. We're not given that information. I mean, could it be that Peter was just saying these words like I'm saying, and then the people that were in the room, the 120 that started speaking the different languages, were they interpreting? I mean, is there anything more beautiful than how she's interpreting with Joey? And so, could it have been that way? I don't know. We don't know. But we know that the message of God getting out to the ears of these people penetrated them. Says so. He says, then he goes on, he says, but everyone, this is verse 21, but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that word calls means to cry out, to summon, to call upon oneself. And so here's the thing, gang. It was 50 days earlier. And there's people in this crowd that Peter's chatting it up with, that he's telling them who God is, and they were wanting to kill him. They thought they had killed Jesus. And yet, Peter opens the door, boldly goes outside, 
and starts chatting. And starts talking about how God is going to pour out His Spirit. And so if someone is poured out, how is it received in? Wouldn't that be the first thing that we would teach? Can you imagine the conversations of the 120 just in those 10 days? Remember we said, maybe we don't know for sure, but maybe some of the 120 that were in there were part of the 72 that had just lived life with Jesus for a while. And so they were sent out and they came back. And, and so they're here in the 120. And they weren't sitting there mute. They were having these incredible conversations going, hey, you remember that day we were in Bethesda? What, do you remember what went down that day? What did that look? What did he say? Do y'all, does anybody in the room remember what he said about summing up what all the law of Moses and the prophets said and, and how he said he fulfilled that? Do you, do, you, do you remember what that means? And so to have those conversations going back and now Peter's out here and he's speaking over the masses of people that's a mixed bag. What's his motive? Why do you think he wants to? Let me let me put it more personal. Why do you want people to be saved? Why do you desire for people to call upon the Lord and have them come into them? To have the Spirit of Christ poured in. What else? Because it's great. Amen. <laughs> That's shouting it from the mountains. Tell the masses. I want them to experience the freedom that I have. Amen. Amen. God wants them to know that through me. Fellowship among fellow brethren and just people in general, bring people together in strength in the Lord. Were the people that Peter talking to, were they in bondage in any kind of way on the have-tos? <laughs> what do you base your acceptance of Christ on? What do you base your acceptance of God upon? And if you've added anything except Jesus, you're in bondage. I've got great news for you, gang. It is finished. <laughs> the hole's empty. There will be no more sacrifices. You are empowered. Let's see how you are empowered. Let's go on down. This is in verse 32. Peter's going, man. Can you imagine being there? And Peter, he's, he's not speaking this docilely. I mean, he's, he's telling folks, he's going, God raised Jesus from the dead and we are all witnesses. And I think sometimes when we get into these different structures like this, we read it and go, God raised Jesus. He, he raised Him from the dead. <laughs> And we were all witnesses of this. Are you kidding me? Mike, up above you read that he shouted. Yes. Can you imagine? Has anybody witnessed anyone being raised from the dead? I have. Anybody in here ever been mired up in stuff that you didn't want to be mired up in? You were literally dead. And now you're being raised up with Christ and the dunamis power that's making you well. There's people walking around us every day that are spiritually dead because they do not believe. Let's keep going. 
Now he, Jesus, is exalted to the place of the highest honor in heaven. That's at God's right hand. That's where you are too when you said yes. And the Father, as He had promised, gave Him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us just as you see and hear today. You see the, the Scripture right before, man. I'd love for you to go back and read that. Peter's grabbing David. He's already grabbed Joel, and now he's grabbed David. King David. The King David. And he tells him, you can go to King David's tomb and you'll still find him. But you go to Jesus' tomb and you're going to see nothing but empty. That's what he's telling them. And so now, God has used Jesus Christ so that you could be saved with your acceptance of Jesus. Oh, I love this. This is kind of 36. So let everyone in Israel know. Go tell it from, go scream it from the mountains. Go tell the masses. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified to be both Lord and Messiah. I love this. Peter's words pierced their hearts and they said to him and to other apostles, Brothers, don't you love that reference? Brothers, what should we do? How would you respond to that question? What should we do? He tells them. Verse 38. Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of what? Holy Spirit. Verse 39. This promise is to you and to your children and even to the Gentiles. He's got them all. He's got us all. All who have been called by the Lord our God. So gang, if someone were to ask you how to receive, what's your response? Amen. Look at verse 41 through 43. Those who believe what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day. About 3,000. Alright, so look at me here just for a second. <laughs> this is crazy. This is crazy. Alright, so we're part of the 120, right? We've all been nodding our heads. Said, yep, we're one of the, we're part of the 120. We're, we're tracking with you. Now all of a sudden, you're out there and you see our guy. We see Peter. You know, We're ushering him out there. He said, you go get him, man. You go get him. Patting him on the rear end. And he's doing it. And he's got people wide-eyed. And he's got people coming up to him and say, Hey, man, what should we do? We believe. And so you've gone now from a ragtag bunch of 120 and all of a sudden this throng of 3,000 is starting to march towards you. You went from 120 to 3,120 people like that. What do you do with them? How do you coach them up? So let's keep pretending. Small groups are happening. Small groups are happening. What, what do you think? Who was different in Peter for him to stand up so boldly? Because you've got to remember, days earlier he said no way to the girl. Lord, I'll die with you. Peter, you'll deny me three times. Not me, Lord. Nope. No way. 
And we know he did. But now there's 3,000 people out here and more 3,000 are coming. Who is the difference within Peter? Dunamis. <laughs> Come on, Pa. Dunamis. <laughs> Do, let's say it with him. Dunamis. One more time. Dunamis. It's not Peter. It's God. And Peter said, yes, use me, Lord. Dunamis. So here's the thing. Do any of us in here ever doubt that you have received the Holy Spirit? Anyone? There was a time I did. Because I was never taught. I was never taught that what God says is His promise. And so anytime that I went to doubt, it was based on my behavior. It was based on... Uh, me, instead of based on the empty tomb of Christ and His finished work of His death, burial, resurrection. It is finished, to telestai. And so look what's happening here as we start to wind this up. Here's the other thing. So if you're part of the 120... And let's even break it down because what we're going to see is it said they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And here's what I want you to think about. You see, there was no Romans road to teach the 3,000. If you're part of the 120, they did not have this book. They're sitting in the room and all of a sudden 3,000 come and now Peter's saying, hey, I need each one of y'all to grab about 20, 25 people and start teaching them what we have learned over the years of traveling with Christ. What's the first thing you tell your person that's with you? What's the first thing? I do want to hear that. So we don't have time. I was going to break you up in groups. We don't have time to do that. What's the first thing you tell that person? that has come to you and said, I do believe. Amen. Did y'all hear that? No. Speak it up loudly. Say so, uh, the law of love. Love God with everything in you and love your neighbor as yourself. And it sums up the whole world. I would tell them who I was before. Did y'all hear that? Yes. Tell someone who I was before and tell them who I am now. There's a bunch of heads nodding on that one. That starts to show the dunamis power, right? What else? A man once told me that uh, as you go throughout the day, be, be God-like because you may be the only chance a person to ever see God. That's right. That's good. Be God-like. Yes, sir? They said they believed in the resurrection. I'd asked them if they were willing to allow Jesus to be the Lord of their life. They said, yes, I'd say you're saved. And I'd say, who you were is dead, and you'll never forget who you are. And I'll be here to remind you every day because you're my brother. Amen. You're setting right up into verse 42. Let's look at that. So let's pretend now that you've got your group of 25. I believe that math's correct. So in verse 42, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. 
and to sharing in meals. I think Eric said that beautifully earlier here. He said it's the fellowship. That's why we're here. And to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. You think there was prayer in those days before dunamis arrived? And how much more prayer afterwards now? And so what are they teaching? And how do you teach? Here's what that word devoted means. It means steadfast attention to each other. Wow. Steadfast attention to each other. That we persevere. That there's constant... I love this piece of it. We're in constant readiness with one another. Phone rings at 1 a.m. I need prayer. I need help. I'm about to use. I'm about to go do this. Are we constant ready for one another? I know this room is. I see you in action. And it's amazing. As you allow dunamis, resurrection power of Christ to flow through you. As you are devoted to one another. And so in closing, here's what happens when all of this starts coming together. Because see, in those gifts, in, in, those, in those small groups, gang, because here's where we're heading. You see, each and every one of us has a special gifting, don't we? You do. There, I'll use it in baseball is the, the thing on right now. How come some guys can throw the baseball 90 miles an hour and some throw it 50? The arm's all the same. But God's blown a lightning bolt in somebody's arm and a Q-tip in mine. <laughs> How come, Lord? I want to throw the ball 95 miles an hour, man. I've got other giftings for you, Bibbo. And so it's when we start to deny those and then we bring up what he just said beautifully. I've got to remind one another and go, man, hey, do you know that when you're in this lane of yours, it's beautiful. You're in your lane. Don't, don't let anybody talk get you out of that. You throw off everything. It's in Hebrews. Throw off everything that hinders you being in your lane. That includes people. That's the biggest one. Because you're going to get a lot of this. Yappers. You just let them yap. And you run with the one that's moving you on. That's God. The one that created you. Said, you go. You go. Had a baby. Go. You stay in your lane. I know they're hollering at you. Do not. Dunamis. 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 You go. You go. You go. That's what he's doing. Prophet Joel said 800 years before Christ that God would pour out His Spirit. It's not something, gang. It's someone. Have you received that someone? Yes, you have. If you haven't, if you're in doubt, you can erase that doubt today with it being based on Jesus. Every piece of it. And so, that table is open. It's the bread and it's, it's the cup. It's the juice. It represents the body and blood of Jesus Christ. If there's anyone in the room that doesn't really understand why we do this, please find me or find someone that you trust 
to walk you through this. It's an open table. It's based on Jesus. And if you've said yes to Jesus, we are brothers and sisters in Christ, and let's celebrate together. Come on, everybody just go ahead. Let's get up. Get up. Get up. Everybody going to come up here and start playing? I hope we play something so raucous. We probably, I don't know. I just, crap, man. Let's just start jumping off of mountains. Gang, as they get up there and set, eyeball me here for a second. I can't make it any more plain for you. I can't make this any more plain for you. You have resurrection power residing in you. So at any point when you say I can't, that's a great place to be because He will. And I heard one, someone say it last night, I'm just staying out of my way. I'm going to just keep staying out of my own way and let Him have His way. Alright? I love that. You scream on, baby. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, she's screaming it from the mountains. And she's telling the masses that You are who You say You are. So I pray that everyone that comes up tonight, Lord, that we are partaking of the bread and the cup in our unity, that we are devoted to one another because we love You. And we know that You love us, Lord. And so we're going to be steadfast in our attention to one another. And what that means, Father, is that we have to allow ourselves to be loved. That we have to allow ourselves to let someone be steadfast with us. And so, Father, as we are receiving and giving of that love that You have poured into us, and it is limitless, let us be ones that continue to pour out and allow to be poured in to one another. Father, it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.